Everybody asks in this week's Parsha. The Pasuk says the reason why the Teichacha comes is Tachas Hashem Basimcha. You didn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu Basimcha, meaning that you did fulfill the Torah, but you didn't do it Basimcha. And even though there is an obligation to serve Hashem Basimcha, the question is, why is such a horrific punishment deserving for people that fulfilled the Torah, just not Basimcha? So I'm going to say that the Pasuk doesn't mean that, it means something completely different. The Piyasetzna Rebbe in Sefer Chayvis HaTalmidim brings a medrash. The medrash has a marshal. It says that there was a king that was walking, uh, that was driving down uh, the road with his entourage when they hear sounds that of screaming, help, king, help, king, and sounds like a damsel in distress. The king sends his entourage to find out what's going on, and indeed, there's a woman getting robbed by muggers. The entourage, the king's guard, kill the muggers, and the lady comes over to the king, thanking him profusely. Thank you, king. Thank you, king. If it wasn't for you, I would have been killed, etc. The king says, you're welcome, and goes on his way. When the king gets back to the palace, he decides he likes that woman and wants to marry her, to make her his queen. So he sends her a letter, asking her to come speak to the king in his palace. The woman who's uninterested in being a queen, and she has really no interest in marrying the king, she doesn't answer him. The king, when he sees that the woman's ignoring him, he figures, you know what? She must be playing hard to get. I know women. I know what she wants. She wants me to send her a present. So he calls his royal florist, and he gives her a hundred dozen roses. He makes for her this gigantic bouquet or... 20 bouquets, 100 dozen roses, and he sends it off to her, asking her for an appointment to come speak to her. She ignores the roses. She still doesn't answer. She just is not interested in being uh, the queen. She's not even interested in talking to the king altogether. So the king figures, you know what? Roses were not enough. I'm going to send her diamonds. So he calls his royal diamond cutter. He makes her a gigantic diamond, maybe 20 diamonds, fit for a queen, literally, and sends them off to her with a note, the king would like to speak to you. She still ignores the, qu- the king. She has absolutely no interest in speaking to this man about connecting with him. So the king doesn't know what to do. He calls in his royal advisors, and they give him an etza. They say, you know what you should do if you want to speak to this woman? Very simple. You spoke to her once, right? Remember when she came screaming, please, king, help me, help me, save me? She was begging for you to connect with her, begging for you to to help her. That's what you have to do. Send robbers after her. Make believe robbers, of course, but send robbers after her. At the same time, the robbers are mugging her, quote unquote. You and your entourage will be driving through the area and you'll see before you know it, she'll be screaming, king, king, please help me. He sends her the... Uh, robbers, they attack her. He, she screams, help, help, help. Oh, the, she sees the king. Please, king, king, help me. Come here, come here, come here. And whereas previously she uh, rebuffed all the king's requests to speak to her, now she's begging uh, to see the king. And the king goes over to her, saves her. Of course, it's all an act. And he says to her, you know, I had nothing else to do but to send these robbers after you in order to speak to you. I really had no choice. And then they had their talk. 
the nimshal is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends Tzoros in order for us to daven. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants tefillah. He wants us to daven to him. And it's not the pshat that the Tzoros comes stam and the tefillah comes in res- as an effect in response to the Tzoros. Rather, the reason why Hashem sends Tzoros is because he wants us to be mispalal to him. But if that's true, then there is a way, a simple etza for us to avoid having tsaris. And that is, had this woman responded to the king when he called her the first time, when he sent her roses, when he sent her diamonds, had she gone to the king and said, thank you, king, so much, what could I do for you? Just tell me, I'll be your queen, I'll marry, I'll do whatever you want. Oh my gosh, look at these great things you're sending me. Then he would not have had to send robbers after her. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants our tefillahs. He wants our mitzvahs. He wants dveikus for us to have with him. So what does he do? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to give them simcha and toivlev. And he expects that in gratitude we're going to come to him. He expects that in the morning when we wake up and we see we have two eyes and we make a bracha pakeach ivrim with a lot of kavana, thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we have two eyes. How much would we sell our eyes for? Even one of them. A million dollars? Two million dollars? I don't think so. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us these two, this priceless gift of sight. And he expects that we should have kavana when we say pakeach ivrim. He expects that when we wake up in the morning, plenty of people never don't wake up in the morning. When we wake up in the morning, we could breathe and we see and we have another day on Neshama comes back to us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us another day of life. We should say, means thank you HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a little kavana. He expects that we should do avoid this Hashem through love towards him that we should have because we would love anybody that gives us all of the things HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us and he doesn't benefit at all. It's just out of his chesed. And that the Chavis Halvavis says is the Iker Ahavas Hashem to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through HaKoros HaToiv for all that he gives us. We walk down the street and we have two legs and we have arms and the arms move whenever we want them to. Imagine, imagine if a person was born, but not a born as a baby. Imagine if when people were born, they'd be born as adults. And there they are, they're born, they're in the hospital, they have that, that um, bracelet around their, their wrist and they're sitting there uh, in one of those plastic baskets, which is obviously much too small for him, but he's sitting there waiting for his parents to come take him home. Parents take him home, and he gets up, and he, he looks at his arms, and, and he asks his, his mother, what are these things sticking out on my sides? So she explains to him, these are arms. Well, what do they do? <laughs> they do whatever you want them to do. They can pick things up, they could put things down, they, they do all sorts of things. And the guy says, all right, no problem. How do I work them? Where's the owner's manual? What are the instructions? Do I have to take a course to figure out how to use them? They're very complicated. I know they're machines, they're cars. Before you learn how to drive a car, before you know how to drive a car, you have to learn. You've got to learn how to use a steering wheel, how to use the, the pedals, how to use the, 
uh, brake lights and all the other controls in the car. How do I use this arms? These are very complicated instruments. And, and the mother says, no, you just have to want them to do things and then they do it. And the, the, the kid says, who was just born, he says, you got to be kidding me. I mean, what's the scam over here? Okay, what, what do I owe? What do I owe for these things? And she says to him, you owe nothing. Hashem gives them to you because he loves you. And he looks at his mother in disbelief. And he says, all right, what's the scam? Are there like secret, is this a secret video over here to see if I'm going to be a fool and be fooled? And mother says, no, you, nobody's fooling you. This is really what happens? Hashem gives you these eyes, He gives you these hands, He gives you these legs. If you want to steer a car, you have to turn the wheel and make sure you hit the brakes in the right time and the pedal the right time. And there's a whole bunch of coordinated movements that you have to learn. It's a whole skill driving a car. But if you walk down the street, your two legs that are much more useful than a car, you somehow are born with the ability to figure out how to use them. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives all of this to us. He gives us our lungs and He gives us our heart and our digestive system. Not to mention our families, our children. He gives us so much. And what does He ask in return? He gives us ears and all He asks is don't listen to Lashon Hara. How much would you sell your ears for? Don't listen to Lashon Hara. He gives you eyes and he says, don't look in the wrong places. He gives you a mouth and says, don't speak Lashon Hara. Don't say Shkarim. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us more and more chesodim, and he's the reason uh, he, he does this is because just he cares about us. He doesn't gain anything by any of this. And he expects that we, in return, it's a reasonable expectation, what kind of normal human being would not respond by expressing enormous, undying gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all of this? And then we all live happily ever after, literally, Elam Hazeh and Elam Habo. But sometimes people don't do it. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us roses and Hashem sends us, sends us diamonds, and we don't really respond the way we should. So Hashem says, you know, I put those people in this world for them to be from, for them to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. And I tried sending them roses. I tried sending them diamonds. But they're still not doing this. They're going to be wasting their lives. So I have no choice. They will respond when I send them the Torah. When I send them Tzoros and Yisurim, Rachman and we see it all the time. As soon as Tzoros happen, they call Asifis and they say Tehillim and they Geyser Tainis and they all do all sorts of things. And people do Tshuva. But that only happens, Rachman when there's Tzoros. I remember when the World Saints Trade Center was blown up, 9-11 was right before Rosh Hashanah. Nobody... Davened on Rosh Hashanah the way they davened that year. Everybody was scared. People said, My son came home. He said, as Rosh Hashiva said, in a month from now, two months from now, Jews will not be able to walk in the street. We were scared. Now, the next year, Bor Hashem, there were no such tsars. 
if I was in charge of Klal Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, I'm not, but if I was in charge of Klal Yisrael, I would, I would make an asifa when there is no tzaras, if there was a year where there was no, no problems. Problems that we expected. A year of simcha and happiness, and not even a year. I would call an asifa and say, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu do tshuva this Rosh Hashanah out of gratitude for everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. Why is it that we only call asifas and make people do tshuva only when bad things happen? There was a Misa with the Satmar Rebbe in Hungary where there was this big anti-Semite in World War II, uh, Russia. His name was Octavian Goga, or maybe Gago, I'm not sure. It's Gimalalov Gimalalov in Loshan HaKadosh. I don't know how to pronounce it in Hungarian. And he was a big anti-Semite. And when he came to power, they were Geyser Tainus. And turns out that they had Siata Dishmaya and, and he was unseated from his power by the Russians. The Russians hated the Germans. They came in and they, they got rid of this guy, this Octavian person. And the Satmar Rebbe said, we cannot cancel the Tainus. We still have to fast. The question was to cancel the Tainus because there was no reason for it anymore. So Satmar said, no, you can't be Geyser Tainus and be Geyser Tshuva when Tsaurus happens and then when the Tsaurus are over, not to. What kind of message is that to the Rabbi that we only become more from when he sends us Tsaurus Rachman al-Itzlan? The only reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us Tsaurus is, is because, like, like the Moshul in the Piyasetzna Rebbe's Medrash, is because we don't respond without the Tsaris. And there are other reasons he could send Tsaris, but this is one of the reasons. I remember when I was a teenager, so our Rebbe asked us a Shiloh. It was a homework assignment, so we should go f- try to figure out the answer. The question was, the Din Vecheshbin on Rosh Hashanah, L'chayra, it makes more sense to have the Din Vecheshbin on Rosh Hashanah the last day of the previous year, rather than having it the first day of the next year. After all, the Din V'cheshbin is what our fate is going to be in the coming year. But once Rosh Hashanah starts, the coming year is there already. Like, for example, if the Din V'cheshbin on Rosh Hashanah is at the end of Rosh Hashanah, right, because we've been mispalled all day, then where is the Din V'cheshbin for the time that, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah? The previous year's Din V'cheshbin was only on that year. This year's Din V'cheshbin isn't, isn't done yet. So, uh, unless it's done at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, but why do that? It, it's like Yefshel same. Why, why do it this year? This year, there should already be a din, and meaning it should be the last moment of the year before, or between the years, like, like, Bismansha in a young vein that after the year the, of the previous year, the next year, the din is already done. But why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do the din on the first day of the Rosh Hashanah, he should do it the last day of the last year. So I cheated. I was in high school then. Maybe I was 15. I cheated. So I called Rav Avigda Miller that evening, and I told him my Rebbe gave us this homework assignment. Could you please help me? And he says to me, sure, here's the answer. He says, the biggest motivation to do tshuva is out of hakar satoif for everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. And the best time to do, to have Hakar Satoiv for everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us is the day that he made it all. And therefore, 
the best time to do tshuva, the easiest time to do tshuva, the most inspiring time to do tshuva is on the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created everything. On that day, we look at everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu created and we say, thank you Hashem for everything, and that is what motivates tshuva. Listen, that's what Shabbos is all about. I have a question. What does Shabbos celebrate? Shabbos is uh, a Yom Tov, let's say, the most important Yom Tov, right? Most Chomer Dike Yom Tov. And it comes not once a year, but every week. What do we celebrate on Shabbos? Now, if you're going to tell me, well, Hashem rested, uh, that's going to be a very, very schwer answer. Because why is the fact that Hashem rested, whatever that means, so important more important than Kriyas Yamsuf, more important than Kabbalah Satoira, more important than the Anania covered that we celebrate it in such a important way. What exactly is it that we're celebrating on Hashem rested? How do we understand that? Hashem rested, so now we have a Shabbos, and now it's the most important day of the year. If you're Machal Shabbos Befahesia, you're like a goy. The Teretz is that when we, when we say Hashem rested, it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu finished creating the Bria, and what we are celebrating is Bria Sa'olam. Just like Kabbalah Satyra happened, and when Kabbalah Satyra happened, we celebrate Shavuos, by Tzis Mitzrayim we celebrate Pesach, by Bria Sa'olam we celebrate Bria Sa'olam with Shabbos. When say Hashem rested means the Bria was done, there was no more creation. Take a look at Mizmar Shil Yom HaShabbos. You'll see that there is not one word of Shabbos mentioned in that entire Mizmar Shil Yom HaShabbos. Instead, all we talk about is the Bria. Ma'rabu Hashem. And the Pshad is because Shabbos celebrates Bria's Ha'olam. Shabbos is the most important Yom Tif because it celebrates the most important thing that ever happened in history. The creation of the world. It's the most important hap- thing that happened in the world. And Rosh Hashanah celebrates the same thing. When you say Odom Harishan was created, Odom Harishan was the last of creation. It means it was done, over. When you celebrate the opening of an event, uh, uh, Hanukkah's Abayis of Yeshiva, you celebrate when the Yeshiva's finished, the Yeshiva's finished being built, and you make a big Suda that now the yeshiva is finished being built. When the world was finished being built, meaning Adam was made, now we make a big suda, that's Rosh Hashanah, but the Din V'Cheshben is on Rosh Hashanah is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an opportunity to do tshuva out of HaKar Satoiv for everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. But if we don't, HaKadosh, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us flowers and diamonds and Simcha, and Toiv Leiv, and we still don't do Tshuva, then Rahman Litzlan, he only has one choice. And let's go back to the Pesach now. Tachas Hashem b'simcha. It doesn't mean Tachas there means because. Tachas there means in place of, like Ayin Tachas Ayin. Tachas b'simcha. Because you didn't serve Hashem through Simcha v'toiv Leiv of Meiroiv Koil, out of Rav Koil, you had Rav Koil, and you still didn't serve Hashem when you were Besimcha, and you had Rav Koil, now you'll serve Hashem through the Teichachah. You'll see how quickly you'll serve Hashem. Hashem You didn't serve Hashem when you were Besimcha. 
and, and Toiv Levov, may Roiv Koil, out of Roiv Koil that you had, there you did not serve Hashem. We have to change your matzav to a matzav of Toichacha, and then you'll see how fast people will make asifas and do te, te, uh, a tshuva and say Tehillim and turn back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please, King, save me. Help me, King, save us, save us, save us. Hashem sent us roses and Hashem sent us diamonds and we didn't respond. We were besimcha. We had Rav Koil. Toiv Levov. If we didn't serve Hashem that way, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, look, we, you're, you're in this world to serve Hashem. We can do this easy or we can do this hard. I tried easy. Didn't work. Now Rachman Litzlan the Toichacha comes. It's not an oinish for not serving Hashem besimcha. But it's the only alternative that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has if when a person is Basimcha and he has Rav Koyal and he's still not Oivet Hashem. May we be Zoycha this Rosh Hashanah that we should not need any more Tzaras not need any more sicknesses or Yisurim for us to do Tshuva and turn back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. May we be Zoycha to do Tshuva and to be Mizdabek in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and turn to him and say thank you HaKadosh Baruch Hu and may we never need to say, save us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu.